Uh, there seems to be no end of comment and controversy in relation to Shane Ross's new biography of Mary Lou MacDonald, or Taoiseach in waiting, as it were. Uh, the book is called Mary Lou MacDonald, A Republican Riddle, which gives us some insight into the life and times of Deputy MacDonald, whose private life has remained private for the most part uh, throughout her career. And a lot of the controversy, as you probably know, has had to do with RT's cancellation of an interview with Shane Ross about the book. And the former Minister for Transport is uh, on the line now. Shane Ross, good morning to you and welcome. And, and thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me on. Why now? Why not wait until she is Taoiseach uh, to write the book? Well, I, that's, a, that's a very good question, but you know, she's not, that's not a certainty. So, so it might be a it might be a kind of defunct project if, if that were to happen. I think because there is an incredible amount of interest in Mary Lou Macdonald in the country. I, I I was going to do a biography, and I was asked to do a biography of a politician in Ireland, and it seemed to me that the the outstanding person because, because she's poised to be Taoiseach, because if she does get that job, she'll be the first woman Taoiseach, she'll be the first Sinn Fein minister ever, uh, and she's a She's always known as, if you read the articles about it, people say she's an, enig- an enigma. Mm-hmm. They're all saying she's, and, that's, and my book is called The Riddle as well. And it's to try and kind of untangle and reveal some of the things we don't know about Mary Lou. And I'm not talking about digging deep into her private life, which some people are saying, I, I didn't really do that. I used most things which were already in the public arena. But telling, telling in the gaps for people about her childhood, about her schooling, about her background, about who the real... Mary Lou MacDonald is, because the mystery of, of Mary Lou, and I think it's not such a, a mystery if you read the book, is how on earth someone of her background, which is, you know, well, well, well edu- privately educated, South Dublin, prosperous area, ended up as leader of Sinn Féin, which at the time was really a northern-based uh, mm. and militant party. So that's, that's, that's why I, I was interested, everybody's interested in how she did it and what, what she's really like, and uh, she's, she's worthy, I can tell you, of a biography on her own a uh, long time before she teach it. But the journey, she, it's about the journey she took. It's not really a kind of political judgment in any way. It's about yeah. the journey that she took from, from the cradle to where she is now. And did you know most of that already? Because obviously you would have, uh, your paths have crossed many times as, as mm. TDs and ministers. Did you, did you know much uh, of what you were writing about? Or were you very, in hindsight, have you been surprised by what you find out, found out yeah, about I her have, background? I've been very surprised. I mean, I knew her quite well in, in the public accounts committee, we sat there together, and indeed we both got into a height of trouble together at various times, but we were on the same side, holding people accountable. We were both in opposition at the time. And I knew her pretty well then, and I got on very well with her. I had a very good relationship with her. But I didn't, I realised I didn't really ever know her. The interesting thing about Mary Lou is a very nice person to get on with. She's very agreeable. Everybody likes her. Nearly everybody likes her. But you don't get to know her very well. She never goes, in Leicester House, now I was there for 10 years, same time as she was. She, you'd never see her in the bar. She'd never be in the members' bar. Uh, I would go there for lunch virtually every day I was in there, uh, and she would never be there. You would never see her in the members' restaurant. She wasn't a cl- kind of clubby person. Uh, and Sinn Féin didn't, didn't do that. They didn't do that sort of going to go into the members' bar. There. So, so sociably, um, I probably never had a drink with her or never had a cup of coffee with her, but I would have interacted with her a lot and got to know her quite well because of the Public Council Committee. And yet, when I in the book, you'll find it that one or two people who worked with her, Killian Ford, who worked with her in Europe, said, and he was, indeed, he was her, her, her political assistant during that period. I said, but tell me more. What Did you ever get to know her? And he kind of said, well, she doesn't, she protects herself really from being really well known. She's 
extremely personable and you'd seek her out as good company, but you don't kind of get down there. So, so I thought it was interesting to find out what motivated her find out a lot about her father, her background, her, her yeah. family. Her I, I, and politically, politically yep. as people well know, she had, uh, I won't say a staunch Fianna Fáil backbone, but a very strong Fianna Fáil uh, background, family-wise. Family so, Do you write that? Do you write that now? I mean, her, her father... Her father, there's a, there's a couple of great stories about her father, but one of them is when he was actually campaigning for Singapore. I won't tell you the story, but it's 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 a it's a very amusing kind of escapade he got up to as as a member of Singapore campaigning in the day of the general election. Uh, and so she was Singapore on that side, and her mother was from a very nationalist family in Tipperary, uh, who were, and she had a great uncle who was who was who was executed during the civil war from fighting on the republican side. So she really had a a, a background of that sort, and she. So when she eventually did join the party, which was very late in life, by the way, which is another mystery, which I think we, we sorted out. But when she did it, about 27, 28, 29 time, when she was age, um, she joined Fianna Fáil. And that, that seemed to be the natural link for her, but she didn't last in it an awfully long time. But she, she was in Fianna Fáil for longer than she let, likes to let on, and that's another story. But, yeah. uh, but, uh, and she was very committed to Fianna Fáil. You know, she spoke at the RDS, uh, and people don't know that. And she, she, was, she was quite a thorn in their side on, from the Republican wing. Uh, is, is, which is, is consistent with the story she tells, uh, and then she left and joined Sinn Féin. Well, do, do you think there was an impression amongst uh, Sinn Féin that you were going to do a bit of a hatchet job on Mary Lou Macdonald? Because I think in the year, it's well yeah. documented, in the early stages of your research, there was um, collaboration to a certain degree uh, with members of Sinn Féin, but then all of a sudden none of them wanted to... Uh, to engage with you in any shape or form. So, what what happened, and how, how did it? Why did it change? Do you think? Why did it change? Well, what what happened really was I talked I talked to Mary Lou herself. I told her I was going to do it to the book, and and she was she was kind of neutral, and she said, "I'll come back to you after a week." And she came back after a week, and she said, "No, I don't think we will cooperate, uh, but I won't stand in your way." It was a kind of neutral stance. But then, when I started approaching members of Sinn Fein to talk to me about her, they said. Uh, Nearly all of them said yes initially, and then they went and checked with the press office, and then they came back and said no. I mean, I had several appointments with people uh, like David Cullinan and uh, I guess so Snuddy, and they cancelled at the last minute because you know the Czech press office had not approved this. And then I, I got, I kind of got given the cold shoulder in Northern Ireland, where where people like Alicia McCallion, who was uh, very involved up there in Derry, uh, said yes, and then came back and said to me. The last minute when we had a telephone conversation with the interview, said no, this is not a Sinn Féin project. So the, the shutters came down to, to, to some extent, to a large extent, completely. Um, but that didn't make it more difficult. I mean, it made it more difficult, but it made it more interesting because then you had to go finding out your stuff yourself. And, and members, lots of members of Sinn Féin, at least one member of the Army Council, lots of others talked to me off the record and told me the inside stories, which are which are really interesting, give you great insights about how it worked and how Mary Lou worked. Uh, but it was it was it was kind of difficult for a while. It took a year and a bit because there was an initial kind of no, we're we're, we're not going to cooperate with this project because Sinn Féin like they like telling their own story. You mm. can understand that all political parties do. Uh, and there was I an outsider coming in to write a biography of their leader. I can understand why they didn't like it. But if they had, if you know, if there had been some cooperation, I probably would have got under an obligation to them. So I, I feel better about it now that it's it's this way. You know, I can tell the story objectively, and I can tell. Some stories 
which they don't like, but some which they do. This wasn't a hatchet job at all. I like Mary Lou, I know her. Well, that was my next question. Do you you like her personally and politically? And, I mean, from what you know of her uh, Mm. during her time as a TD and and having researched the book, you know, it's not not guaranteed, as you say, but would would, would she make a good leader of this country, do you think? Well, from what you know. I think think it's, it's... it's a little difficult to say because because she's never been in a position yeah. of any kind of government administration. She's never been on a county council. She's never she was never in the Senate. She was she's, she was in the European Parliament and she was in the Doyle, and she's never actually had to organise anything like a political party or, or a cabinet, let, let alone anything else. So she's always been a kind of opposition person. And she's a great orator, uh, and she's a very good she's very good with people, and she's very good in votes, and and people like her. Whether she's going, to, whether she'd be a good minister, it's very difficult to tell because you never know whether she's got those abilities. But she surprised people uh, with abilities before. You know, she, when she came to the PAC, people said, "Ah, oh, she hasn't got the grasp of detail that you need for a committee like that." She had. She, she, was, she came in well briefed every morning and forensically tied up people like the Garda Commissioner in no time. So, I think I think, I think she's got the potential. But I think it would be pure speculation to say would she be a great teacher or would she not? It, it would depend to some. What, what I could say is that. She's got competent people around her, and blatantly and patently competent people like you know Erno Brin and Pierce Doherty and and Ivan Martin Kenny from Psycho and others. Yeah, absolutely. So she's got them, and there's no reason to doubt that she's competent. But she's, none of them have ever been in these posi- in a position of, of of administration or government of any sort, you know, before. So it is a bit difficult to tell. It's a bit of risk. Right, and the book is called Mary Lou MacDonald, A Republican Riddle, and Shane will be in Easton's in Sligo, and O'Connell Street in Sligo, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Shane, that's the case. Yeah, I'll be there, Signing and, your and book. I'll be in Libra Books at 10.30, sorry. And Libra at, at half 10 as well, okay. Could I just say something? That, sure. That something has just come to light, which is quite interesting, and I might develop it. She, Mary Lou seems to have some quite strong Sligo connections. Um, they, 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 there was a woman called Annie Giblin, uh, which is a good Sligo name, I think, uh, who, who appears to have been her grandmother on her on her father's side, and that that is something which I want to look into a little bit more more deeply. I might come back to you later because that's that's something people don't know about. But it's something I might come back to you on maybe in a few weeks if you're interested in when I traced it. But it, they're, ju- they're just emerging now. I didn't know that. That's interesting. We put it out there. Annie Giblin. So Annie Giblin is the the person involved. So if any of our Giblin listeners, who's, yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. It was, it was a grandmother. Interesting. She said, but it's that, that I don't think there are many relations left, direct relations left, actually, but, but it's only just come up in the last week, so I just thought I might throw it out to Sligo, if that's okay. 